Hi, and welcome to the Reiki from the Farm podcast brought to you by me, Pam Allen LeBlanc from Hidden Brook Farm. I am a scientist, a businesswoman, and a licensed Reiki master teacher with the International Center for Reiki Training. Each week in this podcast, you'll be entertained as you learn about a wide variety of relevant Reiki topics, helping you become a more knowledgeable and effective Reiki practitioner. We caution you, though, this podcast may also dramatically improve your life, and we are so happy that you're here. On this week's podcast, I am speaking with my friends and colleagues, Diane Thomas and Jay Jackson, both licensed Reiki master teachers, who Reiki has led on to a beautiful, adventurous, nomadic path. Welcome, you guys. Hello. <laughs> Hello, and thank you for inviting us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's so nice to, to have you guys. And just uh, before we begin, Diane mentioned that she has gale force winds. She's on the boat right now as she's talking with us. Hopefully everything will go okay. And Jay has construction going on <laughs> behind him. He had to relocate. And then I have a new dog that could get the other four barking at any moment. So it's it's going to be an adventure today. Yeah. <laughs> And I think about this podcast of something that the Dalai Lama says that when you experience something, whether it's through a book or a movie or a podcast or a television show, your body doesn't know that you're not actually having that experience yourself. So I remember reading that ages ago and he was just saying, be cautious of what you consume. But what that makes me think is that by listening to your adventures, we get to share in the adventure today and just embrace our own inner nomads. So I really appreciate that you're here. Before we- I think that Go ahead. Diane and I together, it might spark some ideas. Mm -hmm. It might spark something, oh, maybe I can improve something in my life. That's yes. my hope. And when I originally conceived of this podcast, Jay, I was shown that each of us has a different perspective of what source is and what the divine is and and what it is to us. And not one of the perspectives is wrong. They're all correct. It's just that we're all looking from a slightly different angle and a slightly different vantage point. And it occurred to me that if we could expose ourselves to other people's perspectives and possibilities and opportunities and the things that they've experienced, that it just really broadens our understanding of Reiki and of the whole thing of source and and that so i love that that you said that before we begin i just wanted to let everyone know that this january 17th 24th and 31st from 6 to 9 p.m we have a reiki business course intensive marketing program it's three hours each evening and uh, my daughter and i throw everything at you that we can that we've learned about marketing and uh, just to help save you time and money as much as possible. So I'd love to have you join us if that speaks to you. And you can just find the link on my website, which is in the podcast notes. I also have a Fredericton SPCA event coming up January 18th, all about how your animals feel about going across the Rainbow Bridge. And we're going to be doing 
uh, forgiveness experience to help people release guilt, grief, shame, blame, em over-empathy, compassion, fatigue. And also I'll be communicating live with some of the animals that are at the event. So if you live near here, join us. And if this event appeals to you and you don't live near here, let me know because this is something I could easily adapt to an online presentation down the road and still send the proceeds to the Fredericton SBCA. I also, on January 30th, have a Deepening Connections with Animals course, which will help you understand how energy and animal communication can help you deepen your relationships with the important animals in your lives. And if you're a professional that works with animals, it can give you, I'm going to be giving you some tips and tricks that even if you have people in your lives that don't have Reiki or animal communication, that can just help them balance their own energies in their relationships. In January, I've got a full lineup of Reiki Level 1 and 2 and Master classes, Animal Reiki 1 and 2 and Master, and in February, Animal Communication and Karuna. And just watch for the some morning classes in Australia and Asian time zones in February or March, or uh, actually, sorry, some evening classes, and there'll be morning classes in North America. Those aren't posted yet, but they will be posted soon. How about you guys? What have you guys got coming up for classes and courses and fun stuff? Go ahead, Jay. Oh, well, so part of my adventure is I get to teach more, so I'm so excited. <laughs> Yeah, because so, you were always working as a nurse. You were so busy. I, so I have, was very limited in what I was teaching. And now I can teach more coming up in January. Uh, in February, I'm teaching my Reiki 1 and 2 class, which I absolutely love. I'll be teaching a Reiki master class. And then animal Reiki classes as well in January. And Ecuador is such a wonderful place to teach animal Reiki because I have access to so many wonderful animals that I get to greet every day and so it's just wonderful and then in february i'm really excited i'll be um be teaching for the first time online my reiki crystal healing introductory class oh yeah also reiki crystal healing intermediate class and these are classes that were the foundation come from laurel shanti guy who was just one of our divine teachers who, who basically developed the whole LRMT program in the first place and just a beautiful person. So I'm nervously excited about teaching these classes online because that is something um, very different, but I'm really excited about that. Oh, Jay, um, that's going to be amazing. And uh, I'm excited and I, about it too. <laughs> yeah. And I'm also doing a lot more sessions, doing a lot more healing sessions, which is part of my passions. My passion just isn't in teaching. It's also in conducting sessions and, and seeing people heal their lives. And oh my gosh, it's just so, yeah. Uh, so with Diane, I just have to tell everyone, even though Diane haven't and I haven't interacted a ton, I absolutely love Diane and I love a lot of the stuff that she does. I just think there's so much fun. And so, yeah, <laughs> so, let's hear what Diane's got going. We, we, we just, just all love each other. I was do, excited to talk to you. Two of my favorite people. I said, <laughs> oh my gosh, I get to talk to you. This is amazing. 
Well, it's amazing to be here and be with you all too. It's just exciting. It's very exciting. So thank you. I've got, let's see, a master and a one and two class in January. And in February, I've got Karuna and when I've got classes coming up, I have to say, I've been, I have to be a little bit cautious because we're hoping we are going to do some island hopping here before too long in the spring. And so it's, I'm not sure exactly how to how that's going to work internet wise, which I'll right. talk about. A bit. So we'll see. So I'm on hold with putting out a lot for the spring, but then we'll be back in the States for the summer. Yeah, probably won't be in the islands then for hurricane season. Man. <laughs> so that makes us, that's a big thing for us to watch is the hurricane. So we, we did great this year. Uh, I also am uh, developing, I, I've started developing a course called Realizing Your Abundance, which is working with a lot with the flow of energy. It doesn't require Reiki, but of course, Reiki naturally is embedded in it and enhancing it and I started that last last summer, which was part of that. And now I'm getting ready to put out the progression of more of these because we'll move from abundance to to love and, and all these other things. Yeah. So I'm yeah. I'm, I'm going to put out a little free course here about about the fifth dimension. Um, it's my thing. 5D Reiki, fifth dimension. Let's move into that energy. Yeah. Oh, we're going to need to talk about that, Diane. <laughs> Yeah, yes. it's exciting. <laughs> oh, wow. I need to know more. That's amazing. It's it's going to be, I'm going to put out a little free course, actually outlining what all of this is about so that people can get an idea of what I'm talking about. It's like it came in to understand that it's not like a linear thing, but it's more, I want to say like Metatron's cube looking. It's like there's these parts that are all coming together to, to put us into that fifth dimension. So we kind of work on all of it together. It's like when you go to college, you don't take all of your English in one, one semester. You, you take English and a little science and a little math and everything. It's, we're working all these together, but we're going to, and then anyway, <laughs> I don't know that I'm describing it too well, but you really are. And it, it occurs to me, like, as I hear you, I know that Kathy Milanovsky, when you say Metatron's Cube, she also received information and downloads around sacred geometry and this sort of mm -hmm. thing. So I just, it's so interesting. I I, I think you're, it, it's, we are, we're just putting pieces of it all together, aren't we? Yes, we are. Yeah. And it's exciting. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> you probably have a date for that course, Diane, that... You're gonna. Uh, I'll uh, I'll be posting it. Check my website. Uh, I'll be putting it out there. Yeah. All right, and we're we've got both of your websites in the uh, show notes. So if anybody wants to check out additional classes with Jay and Diane, then you can. So thank you. Oh, this is exciting. Well, guys, yes. before we go too much further, let's just bring ask everybody <laughs> to bring our hands in gasho, and just activate our Reiki energy today. Just inviting Reiki to flow through our hands and into our heart and just touch the part of us that seeks adventure. And isn't that what this life is and what it's all about is adventure. Sometimes we limit ourselves 
from what we allow ourselves to experience just based on limiting beliefs or some of the restrictions that we've created in our lives. And today I'm just going to invite you to allow the Reiki to flow in and just awaken that inner adventurer and just even ask him or her what, or them or they, what they would like to experience. If there were no limits, no restrictions, what would your inner adventure like to do? And just go ahead and let that dream awaken and float within you today and just start to take up space in your subconscious and even in your conscious mind. And just allow it to begin to form according to divine timing in a way that's exactly right for you. You take a moment to just say thank you to the teachers who've come before us and the descendants who will come after us and the beautiful enlightened beings who support our work, the energies and enlightened beings that guide us and heal us so that we may be of greater service to ourselves and others and so that we may live a life fully, completely enjoying every moment in the adventure of it all. Thank you for being here today and thank you for being you. Aho. Namaste. I just mm. couldn't help mm. it of you both as that was coming through and just how you've just completely embraced your inner adventurer. Let's, Diane, let's start with you. Can you tell us, I know you and I talked about this a little bit when you first moved to the boat, you were still, I think you still had your home, but that was all wrapping up that the last time we talked on the podcast. Now you're completely on the boat. You've been there for a while. What does your day look like? What inspired you to teach on your boat? And what challenges and rewards do you experience? And I have to say that being on the boat was a calling. It was somewhere around 2018 that um, it just came in and said, your next step is to get onto a boat. I was running a B&B with my Reiki practice and it just said, you just need to be open. You're going to get on a boat. Okay, here we go. But it took us till <laughs> it took us till 2021 when we uh, actually sold the house and moved full time onto the boat. We did have it. We did get it in 19. Actually, in 2019, we got the boat. So I've actually lived on it now full time. We have no other home. Yeah. This is it. <laughs> Three years. It'll be three years in January. <laughs> it's like it's a while but, since we talked, Diane. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's been that long. And and I just actually my day starts out with I look out my window and I go, Wow, I live here. <laughs> Water all around. 
Water, I see water, but right now we're in a harbor. So we're surrounded with other boats and houses and stuff out there. But still, it's just, wow, what is it like today? And, you know, and I do, of course, everything is online right now. Yeah. Um, We're not in any one place that we can really put down any kind of roots or establish any kind of thing. But not that I don't occasionally give in the communities. We go into different communities and the boating communities are embracing. Everybody says hello to everybody. It's like, you don't know who they are, but you wave and you say hi. (laughs) Because you're all in this same situation you you're all you all are sharing this kindred spirit of being nomadic (laughs) when there's lots of people that have lived on their boats for years here anyway i got it but but here's something that i didn't really expect when this is my my day is filled with making sure we have water (laughs) see you don't think about it you just turn on your faucet We've, we carry 200 gallons of water and that's got to last us a while. (laughs) We have, we electricity because we are not hooked up to any kind of electrical thing. So we're semi off the grid. Mm -hmm. So we've got to have electricity to run our internet and our lights and everything. And right now that's part of solar and a generator running. So we're still stuck to the, the gas situation, but. And once you, okay, where is our electricity right now? Uh, do, when do we need to turn the generator off? So we're constantly looking at really paying attention to just how we survive. We need to survive. And it's, it's so different, but it still put me in touch more with just the basics of life. And, and also being on the water, it's, man, it taught me how to balance. <laughs> I, <laughs> well, I, I, balance issues, Diane. <laughs> I have to balance every time I stand up. <laughs> and you said that although we can't see it, your boat is moving right now. Yes. And it's swinging back and forth right now. The winds have died down. So we're not doing this so much. And we are in a completely surrounded harbor right mm-hmm. now. So that really protects us quite well but it's in in Europe so during these winds we'll be constantly monitoring whether our mooring lines will hold and we don't run into anybody else (laughs) you know there's always these all these things but we have communication uh, with everybody else in the harbor and if somebody actually does come off then they call and everybody rushes over and helps them and it's it's a different way of life. It really is. But it's not, It's it just puts you more in contact with just the basics of your life. I guess more than anything. I don't know. What else, what, what else was I Probably, supposed to What do you do for food, Diane? What do you do for food? We don't have a car. So we rely on local transportation, which here has been pretty good. We So we get a transportation to a grocery store. So we do have that. That will diminish when we get into the islands and we'll stock the boat up pretty good with the things that will sustain us. But my biggest concern is I have three large dogs on board too. I have three labs. <laughs> oh my gosh. And this is 
And this is also their care. We we have to rent a little Uber to get to the vets and take care of those things and um, take them to shore every three times a day. <laughs> so wow. I can't just let them out the door. So there's, and I shouldn't say that my husband does, but he takes them to shore. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, you just learn how to live the basics and appreciate the basics, I think, more than anything. Yeah, it's just, it's interesting. Reiki has helped me a lot. I Reiki everything, of course, if anybody knows me. I believe in Reikiing the the engines when they don't work. <laughs> and one time we were in a really bad storm, and I was like, it was quite fearful. And I was just sitting there going, holy fire. <laughs> I was like, I bet. But it calmed, it started calming down when it's, so it felt like Holy Fire was really stepping in. I've, I've always felt that it, it's amazing energy. Uh, so I use Reiki all the time while I'm here. Yeah. I um, I just think it's amazing. And it, it, it would frighten me a little bit at times, like to be in some of those storms and those heavy winds that you talk about, that must be testing your resilience and You've had some testing of your resilience. You've had some hurricanes go up there before. We didn't get anything this year. I think you did. <laughs> well, that's true. We did have some interesting stuff. That's true. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely something going on with the climate. And it's different. Yeah. Yeah. And where are you right now, Diane, today? I'm in Mar- uh, in the Florida Keys in Marathon, Yeah, oh. which is about halfway down. Yeah. When you say you're going to go to the islands, where are you speaking of? Uh, the Bahamas. We'll see if we decide to uh, truck on down each island. So there's a lot of challenges about going into different countries and going with the dogs and on all of the the paperwork, so to speak. So all their different rules and regulations. So yeah, that's um interesting too. So yeah. Yeah. But I, I think my biggest challenge is the internet when it comes to teaching. But I have to say, everything was set up for me to get on a boat. COVID took care of the online stuff. It's It was like I, I thought about when we got to 2020 and we went to online, look at how much Reiki had already set up for us. It already had our meditations going, so that wasn't an issue. And it had so much already set up for us. So the going online was actually pretty easy. Mm-hmm. And, and it felt that same way for me, that teaching on the boat already had everything set up. So it was just simply a matter of making sure I had the internet. And at first I had, I didn't have these curtains. And so I had this big tapestry thing I put out there. <laughs> My husband called it Studio D. You, they would be seeing this if you, if the horizon, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So you have to block out the horizon for them. So the computer moves with you and it doesn't look like you're moving as long as- We're going to make students seasick. <laughs> We do experience what we experience through you, don't we? We I'm seasick just watching. It's it's really amazing. And you're right. With Reiki going online, it's meant that we can really teach anywhere. Yeah. Even on a boat. And I just find it amazing. And you said earlier when we were talking before we, we hit record that you don't miss being on land, that you wouldn't want to be on land. 
I, I actually, it's uncomfortable. So we go in to the marinas and everything and obviously grocery stores. And actually you go in and here, I don't notice this because I'm so used to it. And you go in and you feel like the earth is doing this. It's the, the opposite of sea looks. <laughs> Would somebody please tie this place down? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? I've just spent some time whale watching on a boat and it is funny, even just three or four hours and you get off and it's whoa. <laughs> you got so used to moving with the boat that the ground feels like it's moving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that whale watching, see, that's my passion too. So I want to go down to the Turks and Caicos where the humpbacks come down to breeding calf every year. And I think it would just be absolutely, when we finally get to that point, it would be absolutely wonderful to have Reiki classes where people fly into that yeah, they can stay. It's like I have a boat that has it, it's a two bedroom, two bath. <laughs> really? <laughs> Tri level. <laughs> That's a All boat. Compacted in 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 six hundred square feet. <laughs> Amazing. And it probably, it probably isn't that bad to clean. <laughs> Easier than a bed and breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Diane, that sounds so amazing. We have uh, humpbacks up in around Campobello and there's two males, Cork and Chevron, that are a pair. They're partnered and they they just, they are always together. They surface just one right after the other. And the last time we went out whale watching, Cork and Chevron just stopped eating. They stopped feeding and they just kept surfacing around our boat they just were soaking in the reiki and they must have really loved it because when we taught the class they stayed right out in the harbor we kept seeing them and then when I took the students down to show them the house that we are getting ready to create to make an airbnb from so people can come stay with me on the island for classes one of the gals didn't have sea legs and she wasn't able to get there in time for the whale watching. She missed it. But while we were out on the front porch, the whales came right by the window. <laughs> she was able <laughs> to see them. And then they kept coming around during class right out, right outside the living room window. I love that. But I think you said in the Turks and Caicos, can you even get in the water with them or something? Yes, you swim with them. Yeah. Not I a lot of scuba dive, you snorkel. And I've done it I think I've done it about five five different times and had whales literally, like you're talking about, literally come in. And when you look at the pictures from water, and I'm only six feet away from them, and they're swimming around you. And we had one that actually called us over to, he kept breaching, and we kept, so we were driving over to it in these little inflatable boats. And once we got over there, he said, okay, get in the water. And so we did. We swam with that whale for two hours. I just two hours. He was like, these are my people. <laughs> All right. When you are ready to offer that class, let's do a podcast and let people know. Because I also would really like to come down for it, Diane. <laughs> it's so much fun. It's just amazing. And and they do, they feel that energy and they react to it. It's just anyway. One of the fishermen said, so strange those whales have been in the harbor all night and my friend and I we'd been we were in the Reiki class together and we were just walking before class the next the second day 
of class and we just looked at each other and grinned and we thought, oh, that's not a surprise. She, he goes, hey, that's very unusual. They never left. They stayed in the harbor right out here, right in front of our house all night. <laughs> <laughs> I think they do love the energy. And, we uh, have a little secret. <laughs> <laughs> do and I I did talk to the whale watching girl uh, Stephanie I said because it was I I asked her and we also saw Minky that day and the porpoises were around us they wouldn't leave and which we loved and the eagles were flying and the hair we must have seen five or six herons that were around and I said is it usual to see that amount of whales and wildlife and to have them with you the whole time and she said no that was the only day all season that was like that and I thought oh, okay well, that makes sense <laughs> they like the reiki and do you know yeah. something Diane I don't know if you've come across any right whales but the North Atlantic right whale is endangered there's only I think three or four hundred there are only three or four hundred in the world and they had left our harbor near Campobello, and it had been four years. Two days after we finished teaching the master, the animal Reiki master class, they came back. And the, wow. four of them, four of them came back, and they stayed the rest of the season there. And everybody had assumed that the waters had warmed so much because it is our bay is on the co the Gulf of Maine, which is the fastest warming body of water on the earth right now and so that feeds our bay and they assumed that it was just too warm for the right whales food supply but right. I don't know what happened as soon as we were done teaching Reiki they showed up and people that were whale watching they just they fell to their knees they were in tears they just couldn't believe it and the students and I from that class we were like <laughs> we're not going to say anything but maybe Reiki had something to do with that. <laughs> I don't know. I do love you, the I, do too. <laughs> I don't know if you ever see them, the right whales, because. I've never seen the right whales. No, I've only seen the hump, humpbacks. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. The right whales are, the humpbacks come into this place called the Silver Banks, which is really only about 90 feet deep. It's very shallow. And that's where they come into breeding calf. It's their migration every year. Different pods do different things as they come in toward the equator to and Costa Rica. So in Ecuador, you have whales, humpbacks that come up through through that path up into up to Costa Rica and Panama. Yeah. And then Yeah. They're, I love the whales. <laughs> Sorry to take over. With that. <laughs> I have to say I had a funny little experience the other day. It was like I was sitting on the back and uh, a little dolphin came up I was like I couldn't figure out what he was doing he had a little fish a little tiny little silver fish and he was playing with the fish he came he wasn't three feet off the boat and he was looking at me and he flipped the fish up in the air and he'd catch it or he'd go over and get it and he'd come back and he'd flip it up in the air and he'd like he was just and watching me and we were just it was so fun <laughs> he was like yeah I can do these things let me show you <laughs> That's adorable that is adorable. They're fascinating. And Diane, I've been like, I had a calling and I know that's why we wound up with the Campobello house. And just like you said, Reiki made it all happen. It was just seamless and effortless. And it wasn't even something we thought was 
a possibility, but then there it was. But I really felt like the ocean was calling for Reiki and that I needed to go and, and do Reiki for the ocean. Do you get a sense of that too? Yes. Oh, absolutely. I'm supposed to be on the water. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, I, that's why I can't wait to get out there. I feel like I'm still a little confined, even though I'm sitting, uh, I've got to get more out into the ocean and explore it. And explore it and send Reiki. Get the yeah. Reiki. I love it. But the drop of water is everywhere. You Reiki one drop of water, it is the ocean. That yeah. is true. And I, yeah, I know that we used to imbue crystals with Reiki and place them in the I, the, I'm on hidden at Hidden Brook Farm and we'd place them in the brook and we would invite the Reiki to go from the streams, the brooks, to the rivers, to the ocean, to the evaporate and rain on the earth. And yeah, you're right. And that's where Jay comes in because he's putting crystals up there on top of the mountain. Yeah, later. <laughs> so Jay, let's swing to you. This you moved to Ecuador. That's just Ecuador. <laughs> that's a pretty big northern part of South America. Change, yeah. <laughs> Even North America, like you you grew up in Utah and you've lived in Nevada, I believe, and then now Ecuador. Like this is huge. How did Reiki influence it and how are you adapting? And the last time we spoke, your you showed me afterwards you had your computer on a suitcase because you had just it was your first day in your new house. You weren't unpacked yet. Have you got a chance to unpack? Tell us about oh, this adventure. It was such a long little process. And the thing is to start to beginning is that I had always felt called to South America. Many for many years. And Four years ago, I did an interesting little session with Kathy Milanowski. And, and she was, yeah, she said, you're going to go to South America. I and, love Kathy. You know, she's she's my turn too as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Question. And, uh, and, but yeah, that, and that was not a surprise to me because, yeah, that was part of my, I had no idea where. Okay. What or anything like that. But I also felt called to learn Spanish and perhaps teach in Spanish, Reiki. And so part of my passion has always been Reiki. And I, even though I was, I had learned Reiki and was starting my Reiki practice and I lost my corporate job. And so I needed the security. I didn't trust Reiki enough yet. And so I went into nursing, right. and, but Reiki worked with me beautifully in nursing and it was a beautiful experience. And I had learned so much through Reiki in, in that nursing career, but I still wasn't living my passion. I still wasn't able to embrace Reiki full time, which is something I really knew I needed in my life. And so I was trying to come up with a long-term plan to survive as a nurse in Las Vegas, knowing that I would never retire, <laughs> would continue to work forever and ever. Mm -hmm. And so then Karen Keg had introduced the concept of coming and visiting Ecuador. And 
it just blew my mind. Absolutely, I wanted to, and the idea of moving there here. And so I thought, okay, that's actually a good retirement plan. So maybe in two to three years, I'll start planning now to do that. And the energy just, even though I had made a good plan, I was driving to work and I was not happy. I was just totally not comfortable with where I was at and where I was going. And then that little Reiki voice just came in and said, you don't have to do this. <laughs> just as plain as day, here I was. You don't have to do this. And I thought, I don't? Well, I'm not old enough to draw Social Security or anything like that. How am I going to live? I don't have funds set aside. He goes, yeah, you don't have to do this. You can sell your house and with a little bit of equity that you have in your house you'll be able to move and live um, in Ecuador. You could do that now. And so by the time I reached work, I knew I was going to quit that particular job and continue with another job that I could earn more income, even though it was extremely st stressful. And I started that process. I started, boom, that day that was even before we made our first trip to ecuador wow so you knew i mean so I, I knew unlike diane i'm a i love the mountains <laughs> i'm sure diane probably loves the mountains too but i thrive in the mountains i don't want to a lot of the retirement places i was considering were on the water and while i love visiting the ocean and love visiting well, i don't it doesn't fill my daily need of being in the mountains which, which I love. So I'm up here and high in the Andy Mountains. For Americans, this is 8,400 square or 8,400 feet high. Wow. At the equator, which means I'm probably closer to the sun here than I would be if I was on top of Mount Everest because of the bulge of the equator. I'm situated in between two volcanoes. Wow. E extinct volcanoes. Yeah, but... Extinct, but Beautiful, I have beautiful views. So I was able to sell my house with the money I had earned in the last year as a nurse and put into this house. I own this house outright, so I have no debt on, on a house. That's it's amazing. gorgeous, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful house. And so now I'm able to do Reiki full time. And that's a huge adjustment. And like Diane, I don't have a car. I don't have the stress of owning a car. And guess what? I can walk to town. That's amazing. 15, 20 minutes, I can walk to town and do my shopping and all the little teeny tiny shops and meet people. It's a small community. And I absolutely love it. And if I start, to, if I buy more than I can carry, then I can always grab a taxi for a couple of dollars and get back home. So life is much simpler, less stressful. I'm eating healthier and I'm able to teach here and I'm able to do sessions here. And just like what Diane was saying, my previous plan was I still, I still had wanted to travel in or teach in the United States, but also travel to here to teach here. But this simplifies things. I can base here. I can still teach and be here. I have great internet. So if anyone's thinking about being a digital nomad, 
um, this is actually a, a good place to do it because the internet is, is great. So yeah, so I'm, what was interesting though, this last week, I got a little message that I could have gone Reiki full time and stayed in the United States. I just didn't have the confidence to do it. Oh, okay. And so Reiki had to take me out of that comfort zone that I had created for myself there to be able to do this full time. There's a lot of other things I'm supposed to be doing here as well. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's teaching in Spanish. I don't know, but there's other reasons I'm supposed to be here. So it's just been some of my nursing is coming out from volunteering for people who are at that end of life stage. So we have a lot of people here and that's been beautiful. And I've had just some beautiful little connections with some of the European and North American, U.S. and Canadian citizens that, that do live here in the community. So I'm just grateful that Reiki allowed me to do this. And this process for me was extremely easy because it just taught me to let go. Just for today, do not worry. Just for today, do not worry. I... I had a buyer for my original house in Las Vegas that said, you need to be out in two weeks, type of a thing. And, shoosh, okay. So I rounded and got an estate sale going, and that sale fell through. Oh. And so I said, let's go ahead with the estate sale. We've got everything ready to go. Let's just go. It's got to, everything's got to go anyway. And then to be able to release those possessions really there were just became things i thought okay i just bought this beautiful desk and i spent xyz dollars on this beautiful desk and guess what it doesn't matter it can go i don't it, so i probably got 10 percent value what i paid for that desk and it was okay because that was something that was holding me back it was a possession that was keeping me locked in place and not allowing me to be free to do other things that I needed to do. So that was just teaching me so many little things about moving here and learning to learning that even though I'm a hermit of nature, but I can be um, a little bit more extroverted when I'm out in public. And I'm, my Spanish is improved, not because I'm studying Spanish, but because I'm interacting with people. That's the and, best way. That's how I and, learned French, Jay. And making divine, those divine connections with people has just been amazing. So affordability, though, is, was a huge thing for me. So my cost of living is a fraction of what it was when I was living in Las Vegas. And the cost of living in Las Vegas is, is not bad compared to other Western parts of the States. And so that, that's just for people can some people to consider international living and taking your Reiki practice, something more affordable. Uh, I mean, you may have a passion for being on the ocean like Diane, maybe you love the beach. There are so many different places that, that you can actually take your practice and realize your practice on a more fully Base full time basis than you're doing now, and just allow Reiki to move you. <laughs> Reiki look after and it. <laughs> originally, I was thinking I'm not a nomad. I'm I put down roots, but no, yeah, 
I am. I, maybe I put down roots because I put down roots everywhere I go. Because I do plant crystals wherever I go. Mm -hmm. Just like Diane said, when I travel to Europe, I take a little crystal with me and I planted a crystal outside of the Vatican. I planted a I planted crystal. one, a little goddess crystal at Stonehenge. <laughs> I know you're not yeah. supposed to, but Ooh, I yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to tell anyone. Okay. But yes, but I know there are, this is just the beginning of more adventures. And this um, is so exciting. So, oh, so this month, this last Monday, some of you may have seen Karen Kig's um, Facebook page. Oh. So I, I needed a TV. I had to finally say, okay, I need a TV. I, I, I would love to have a printer. I'd like to have a desktop monitor. And so we drive to Columbia. We have a friend who had a truck and we drive to Columbia. And so I buy a nice, t a nice TV and a monitor and a printer. And of course, Karen purchases cat food because she can get cat food there. So it's cheaper. And well, Ecuador is has a has a high tax on electronics. Okay. We got caught coming across the border with electronics. So we were detained. All electronics were confiscated. And for two hours we waited until they came up. Okay, you have to pay this amount of money. It was like 25% of the value of and I had no problem paying it because I knew that they did, but for two hours. But here we are with all these different immigrants coming in and out of this little port, this little border city. Uh, one time, Karen, there were these Hong Kong people from Hong Kong that didn't speak any English, didn't speak any Spanish. <laughs> they were coming through the border and Karen knew three three words of Mandarin. And <laughs> I know. And so it was just fun. And so here we are sitting there being patient through the process and and I, I told Karen, it's like in that movie Up, adventure is out there. And so adventure is out there. And even if it is just being at a border crossing and just waiting to get your TV taxes paid and coming through, there's a, and there's a lot more adventures to come. I so. love it. It occurs to me listening to you guys, I was thinking that I wasn't very adventurous. And then I thought, wait. We have to cross the border every time we go to Campobello. And actually, our border guards, you have to be very conscious of what you're allowed to take in and out. And we have to go to do groceries in the States and gasoline in the States. There's no gasoline on our island <laughs> or anything like that. And, and but the border guards actually, many times, the dogs are with us. And of course, they're, they have to be up to date on their shots and everything, which they are. But they'll say, your dog's allowed to have treats. And quite often, <laughs> the little island is such a friendly place. They have little treats for the dogs. So the dogs get very excited and get over to the windows and try to let the border guards know that they're there. And <laughs> so I get that was an adventure. And then as I'm hearing you speak, I'm like, oh, yeah. Reiki led me into the adventure of politics where I'm just, exactly. that's all whole other world where I'm learning so much but so yeah I guess Reiki the adventures can be different can't they very different yeah it doesn't have to be just physical location either does it? <laughs> it, it, it it occurred to me listening to you like yeah I guess we all are having these wonderful adventures and for the listeners I know you're probably missing Karen Keg. she would have been with us today but she just wasn't available unfortunately and but we'll talk to her again soon Guys, this 
has got to have led to some personal transformation for you. Can you describe that and also how your practice has evolved to to take this in? Jay, I'm so excited about your crystal course. And Diane, how about if you start, what is this, what evolution do you feel that you've gone through with this adventure? That's actually a hard question for me. It actually felt like it was I know I've evolved. <laughs> I know it's expanded. And I guess it was just such a natural progression. I never really thought about it. It's just, I am like Jay, I am actually more uh, private. Uh, I don't spend a lot of time. I don't even, I don't go on land usually maybe once a week. I'm on the boat all the time. So I'm not interacting a lot with, with, everybody, but it's, it gives me more time to be more intros, in, introspective and work on, but I'm connecting with people all over. I'm, I've got phone calls and Zooms and you know, with students and always and clients and just working with people. Uh, I was like, I had one, one client that was a student that came to me for one and two and her husband had pretty much the cancer that said it's your your uh, get your fares in order and she came to me and we worked and worked with a lot of reiki and work and just this past this past month he wow. got cleared of this it was uh, and i couldn't even tell you what it is but it was in the blood it was the and, and it was just amazing and it just feels so good to be still be a part of that that uh, community that you can you set up to just help people and help them find their own inner healing it's really so um yeah last summer we spent in north carolina at a place in north carolina and there was a gentleman there that we connected with who had a lot of health issues and so i would give him reiki a lot and then said you need we're leaving you need this. And so he got the level one and how it helped him and got him through so much, both with his heart and just a lot of, there was a lot of things going on there, but it was just wonderful to be a part of that. And it's so I'm, my nomad is just taking me to different places and where I need to be working at that time for whatever reason. That's amazing. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how I could say I, uh, personally, yeah. Oh, you've expanded. You feel it. Of course. Yeah. 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 It's fine. But it was organic, it sounds. And do you find life simpler, Diane? Pardon? Do you find that your life is simpler on the boat? Because I know you talked about the water and the electricity and the different and the mooring lines and the things that you have to be conscious of. But is there a simplicity to it? Oh, yeah. It's... uh... Um, being being off the grid and just getting connected with just the basics of and being part of nature. I, I guess I always enjoyed walks in the woods and stuff like that. But in my house, I was in my house and uh, not actually getting out into nature like I am. Floating in it. (laughs) And you look amazing. And one of the last times we talked was about the cancer that you had overcome. And so your health is obviously flourishing. 
environment. That was simple. We got on the boat just as I was starting the cancer treatments. And, um, when everybody said, oh, you'll need a place. You don't want to be on the boat with that. And it was like with Reiki, Reiki was mainstay in my treatments. It got me through it. I never got nauseated. I guess that's what they were thinking about the boat doing this and, and you're going to be nauseated. And I went, I never got nauseated. Chemo did not affect me in that way at all. I got some neuropathy problems that it took me a while to work through, but nothing that I couldn't work through with, but there was no nausea when I did. And I did the radiation too. There was no other, there was no side effects with that either, (laughs) but I was raking myself the entire time. I was always there with that. And I did other work too. I really went into the cause and what's the emotion that's actually digging into that. So yeah, it, it took me less than a year. Um, and then when I got that completed, then we could say, okay, now we can take off and go. And is it complicated to go from one port to another or the docks or? Not complicated. It would be at the front end. Yeah. I, I have to say I did actually in my, in a previous marriage life, <laughs> we did live on a boat in the Bahamas for for three years on and off. And I understood navigation got a pilot's license so I had to learn how to navigate so to me it wasn't it was just another way of navigating and figuring it out but now you've got GPS and all this stuff and I said all we had then was a a piece of paper (laughs) (laughs) be careful there (laughs) and we still survived pretty good (laughs) yeah so now it's much easier yeah yeah so I don't consider it's exciting every time we say okay it's time and we untie the lines and off we go. Yeah, it's exciting. New adventure. So, yeah, off again. So I love it. Yeah. I would should point out our boat is named Wu Wei. That's W U W E I. And Wu Wei is a Taoist term for using the forces of nature to propel you forward. And so I say, that's what this boat is bringing to me and teaching me and my husband how to do. Yeah. Did you name the boat or was it already named that? Oh, we named the boat and my husband named the boat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's it's like going with, go with the flow. It's it's a simple way of looking at it, but but it really is a Taoist. Yeah. So, so cool. So it's teaching me how to go with the flow. <laughs> Thank you, Diane and Jay. What about you? I know you're going with the flow down there too, which is lovely. <laughs> and you're enjoying the new culture. And, and what have you noticed for personal transformation style? And we know that things have changed for you because now you're free to do more Reiki. But what have you noticed personally? For me, previous to moving here, I learned how powerful Reiki was even in little teeny tiny amounts of time. I may not, when I was working 12, 13 hour days, I didn't have time to spend a lot of time working on Reiki practice on myself. I was able to learn to do it daily, but really quickly. Mm-hmm. Now I'm able to go a little deeper. And so now I'm... So sometimes that can be challenging, going a little deep. And I expected that. 
And I'm enjoying that, seeing and appreciating that. So my practice is very different now. So getting up in the morning, early in the morning, because I still get up pretty early. And most mornings I'm putting on the Reiki chants music and just starting my day with Reiki chants. And, and as odd as it may sound, I do a lot of Reiki in the shower because it is a cleansing process. Mm. And I'm not in a hurry to have to get to work. So That must be so different. So different. And then I'm all, always constantly, for me, looking at different Reiki possibilities. So this is something that's really interesting. Just this class I had last week, this last weekend, Friday, Saturday, it's Reiki 1 and 2 class. So I have grids created and maps where I send Reiki to and places where potentially I could help influence Reiki. I may never see that country, that place, that city, but I'll send Reiki to it. And so as I was reviewing, I was going, oh, there's some Dominican Republic came up to my mind. And so I, st I looked at the two, two major cities in Dominican Republic and I was doing Reiki. And that was just within the last three weeks that I should say that. Wouldn't you know, Two of the students in my class were from the Dominican Republic. Now, they didn't live in the Dominican Republic. They lived in the United States, New York and New Jersey. But they were both had roots from the Dominican Republic. Wow. And I was, going, I, I was just doing Reiki. And so, yes, I, I was influencing the Dominican Republic because these are people who they still travel back to yeah. Dominican and hope to take Reiki to the Dominican Republic. So I just love seeing how Reiki can help us evolve into different cultures and into different places. Uh, and it's just amazing to be, to be part of that and to just watch that unfold. Yeah. Wow. But my, my experience is I don't have to worry about gas so much because I try to make things a little bit simpler in my house. So I don't have propane tanks. I said, okay, all electric because I don't like at running out of hot water in my shower when I'm doing my Reiki. <laughs> but then after I have my house built, now we are having rolling blackouts oh. because we don't, we're not having enough water, for the hydroelectric dams. And so when I'm teaching, I have my uninterrupted battery supply, yeah. power supply, that I'm keeping my internet internet going so even though i'm not don't have power i'm still connected to the internet so i'm learning little things like that those are contingency plans i think every practitioner reiki um, teacher should have yeah because I things have, happen i have to have them here because whenever i'm teaching reiki classes or other energy classes like my horsework or any of that It'll be a nice sunny day with a light breeze and we'll lose power. So I have to have a Jackery box to, I sometimes have to quickly switch the internet to my phone and then tell everybody, okay, just give me a minute to go plug everything in and let it reset. And then you're able to come back and teach the whole class. And at first we had a generator. But that does make a bit of noise outside. So that now we've got a Jackery box and I can teach a full day if I need to on the Jackery box. And then we can charge everything with the generator overnight so that I can do it again in the next day if I have to. But 
Yeah. And so and, it's great that you have that. And what was really interesting is that, so the, like the first couple of weeks after I, when I made the actual move here, I was felt compelled and we weren't having the rolling blackouts then. I felt compelled that I needed to get some good uninterval power supply. Yeah. Just, and so we made that a little trip to Columbia because they do have a little bit better selection of electronics there. And I was able to buy two decent ones there and come back. And then I was just all of a sudden, just this last week, I was amazed. I was like, oh my gosh, Reiki is what told me to do that. Mm. And it was emphatic that I needed to do that. And now, when I, when we were there Monday, they didn't have them. They had some smaller ones that would not be sufficient for what I need. Had I waited to get them, I, I would have been out of luck. I needed to get them then. I think I got the last two of that per particular strength, battery strength. Yeah. Uh, clear back then. And I just, oh my gosh, I just, I feel so blessed that Reiki's working with me that way. And then I'm allowing it to, and I'm listening to it. That's a big transformation that you talked about was trust. You're really trusting, Jay. Yeah, I knew it was important for whatever reason. It was emphatic important. And there you go. There you go. So yeah, so I think that's, we have to trust. Reiki wants us to trust it. Reiki's not going to work unless we trust. And sometimes it's just small steps. You don't all, we don't all have to quit our jobs and move to another continent. But but sometimes yeah, you do. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes it's bigger steps. Yeah. <laughs> but look how many years I've been practicing Reiki. I know. How many years have I been manifesting being able to do Reiki full time? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it didn't happen just overnight. It happened over more than a dozen years. Exactly. That I've been all manifesting. Changed evolving and changing and finding the right formula works for me, giving me the experience that I needed yep. to be able to step into it. Um, had these types of things evolved 12 years ago, it would have been a complete disaster. You wouldn't Reiki have been ready. Knew that. Reiki knew that. So Reiki's not going to just say, move to Bolivia tomorrow. No. I mean, it could but it's going to prepare us first. It's going to make sure we have the right tools to and do these make types. it roll together. Yeah. Uh, even the Camp of Bello House, we were, I just kept getting called to the ocean and it was complicated. Every weekend we were camping in our little truck tent and so that I could do Reiki for the ocean. And I thought, I think we need something a little that I can stay here longer <laughs> and do more. And we never thought we could afford a little house on the water. And then there it was. So it's so strange how it works. And speaking of the water, Diane, do you find that being on the water influences your classes and your sessions, that, that water element? The flow, it, I, I guess it does on a, a different level than my students are, are aware of. But of course, there are times when I have to take the computer and I go, when we need to do things where I need to stand up and I can't stand up, I'm sitting here. And so I take it out on the back and I'm in, and everybody's going, oh, look where you are. <laughs> and really grasping that 
you can do this from anywhere and it's just be open to the possibility instead of saying, how can I, you go, how can I do this? <laughs> yeah. And just step into it. Uh, the water influences me. And I guess you'd say that influences everything that I do, including mm-hmm. teaching in the Reiki, all the work it does. As my boat says, go with the flow, go with the flow. <laughs> so I think you've probably got all of the elements there, earth, water, fire, and air. So it's, yeah, going with the flow. Yeah. <laughs> Which is interesting because I'm an air sign. <laughs> really? I'm a water. Yeah. <laughs> On the water. <laughs> On the water. With, with a husband who's an earth sign. <laughs> and that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> And Jay, what would you say about the Ecuadorian culture and the environment? How has that influenced your teaching, would you say, being in the mountains, being on the equator? So one of the interesting things about where I'm living is that there are a lot of uh, native indigenous people who live in this area. But just within the last... 30, 40 years, they've actually been able to fully participate in society here because they were very much sidelined by the mainstream population. And, but what's interesting is that all of the Ecuadorians had origins from that indigenous population, but they're very connected to the energy of the earth, the energy of the sun, the water elements. So they're very energetically connected that this way and i just find that fascinating and and there's so much to learn from their culture yes things that are very different here is that they don't have high taxes the taxes are very small of course they don't have we don't have major freeways we don't have as many car accidents and car fatalities because you can't drive as fast um but so then you have small communities that have roads, how are those roads maintained? They're not necessarily maintained by the municipality. Sometimes they're maintained by the people who live in that community. Wow. And and so they may get together as a community and do work together to make improvements. So there is a lot more spirit of collaboration, which is fascinating. And then so sometimes us coming from heavily taxed society where we expect the fastest of the roads we expect roads without potholes they can take it upon themselves to to be part of the change and fix things themselves but also they're also very much family-centric communities so they're multi-generational families taking care of and helping each other and, and that's something that's quite different and I, I think is, is beautiful to see. I see happiness and joy. I see children having fun, even though we would consider it poverty. They're still eating well. They're not, they're not starving, but they don't have the necessities that we would ex- ex- think is a necessity. And they're just... They're, but the people, they still have joy. And so that's why I just think it's fascinating is sometimes what we think is, is, a, is important, maybe it's really not that important. The fact that 
they can not have material things, but be happy. How many of us, when we have material things, we're still not happy. Yeah. And so this is a wonderful learning experience and learning about certain cultures. Yes, there are problems. Absolutely. There are problems in every community and every, in all of society, but it's just neat to be able to see different perspectives and how they solve problems. It almost sounds like you're going back in time a little bit. Like, Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fact that you can have, there are no major corporations in the community. Wow. No major corporations. You have small farmers coming to market and bringing their produce into the, the market to sell their produce. And you, so you get fresh organic produce. You have all, if I want to buy paper clips, I have to go to one store. If I want to, to buy bananas, I'm going to go to another little vendor down the street. If I need to buy a pharmaceutical, I'm going to go to a little pharmacy over here. If I, so it's, it's all individually owned stores. They're all individually owned merchants, which is just absolutely uh, wonderful to, to see that. And I should mention that it's agreeing with you every time I see you. You look healthier. You look more vibrant. It's amazing, and I'm I'm feeling more. I'm feeling the energy of the earth. Mm-hmm. Feeling the energy of being able to eat more sustainably and healthy. I love connecting with the animals and that are here. We have in town. We have pigs and sheep and llamas and goats and dogs and cats and i had a frog visit me yesterday i was just so thrilled this little frog and i have all beautiful birds around and to being able to appreciate nature is huge so like diane being able to appreciate nature the beautiful and creatures of the ocean and the plants of, of the ocean it just need to be able to experience that. I love it. Guys, how do you, and I'll start with you, Diane, how do you balance the uncertainties of the of your lifestyle and how is Reiki helpful there? I, of course, like I said, I use Reiki for everything. So when something is uncertain, it's like it's an automatic bringing it in, but it's not, it's a different mindset quite frankly. For me, it's not, I've learned to not look at uncertainty as something to be afraid of, but to be, um, to embrace what it's, where it's going to lead me. Okay. I think Jay was, Jay will agree. (laughs) Is agreeing with me. We both have embraced what I'm hearing is a very simple lifestyle compared to what you have out in the cities or whatever. So it's and going into more of the natural way of doing things. So the uncertainties really don't, they just don't, they don't bother me too much. I, I expect change. That is what I'm living is things are always going to be changing. And the uncertainty of the weather, of course, is always front and center for us because affects us immensely where you just go inside your house sometimes opposed to major things, but you go inside your house and you're protected and you forget about the fact that it's blowing and raining and everything. And you just, you feel protected, but here we're not so protected so much 
that we, but it's just part of the, it's part of the way of life to really embrace that. So you're embracing it. Yeah. I just say, embrace it. Uh, Don't, don't let it. I'm not saying that things don't affect me. It's like when I see a boat that gets off the mooring and I'm going, oh gosh, (laughs) and I get a little flustered and I'm pulling some Reiki and I go, please. (laughs) I'm not saying that, but I do embrace the uncertainties. Uh, We just have to figure it out. It's just, it's just going to be an inspiring thing to, to make us grow. One thing that coming to my mind is how much energy I spent and trying to make sure there were no uncertainty. And this is we're, and we spend so much of our time and energies to make sure that we don't have uncertainties to the point we're not living. And like Diane, I expect uh, things are going to be different every day. I expect that my power may go out and there may be no explanation. And I can't just phone call somebody. I actually have to walk into town and go to the office and in my broken Spanish try to explain to them my power is not on and that's not part of a rolling back. <laughs> you know, just expect these to happen and to learn and grow from it and um, and not worry about it. And just and again, it's an adventure. The uncertainty is an adventure. Mm-hmm. And it's so much more freeing to live that way. I I, when I know people and I have extreme admiration for people who raise their families that way. I wish I would have had some of that skill set when I was raising my family. But yeah, it's so liberating just to be able to try to go with the flow and yep, things happen. (laughs) Go with that. Go with that. And to just to end, what advice would you give someone who's seeking to integrate Reiki into their life journey, especially if they're considering a major lifestyle change? Integrating Reiki first. Okay. Making sure you're grounded in Reiki first. Making sure that's your big thing. Because Reiki is not going to steer you wrong. Mm. You just need to be making sure that you're in the flow of Reiki before you make the decision that that's really the biggest thing talk to reiki send reiki to your aspirations say this i'm feeling compelled that or feeling that i need to do this and this does this make sense and see what kind of a message that you get sometimes it'll say yes but it won't say when right and and sometimes that's hard to I knew where I was going to be. I just didn't think it would take me this long to get there. Okay. But it's okay. But now I'm grateful for the journey. And you're grateful that it did take longer because looking back, you said you wouldn't have been ready. No, I wouldn't have been. Even if I had tried to do this four years ago, two years ago, it would not have worked. So it was perfect. And I love that you and Karen Keg are a stone's throw from each other. It's a good walk, but you're (laughs) from each other. We meet in town for lunch, so it's nice to have that little social interaction. Oh, it's lovely, and it it just makes me happy that you're in a close enough in community to support each other. So that's nice. And Diane, what about you? What advice would you give to people? I'll build on that. What Jay said, he's right. Integrate Reiki first, because that will teach you how to trust 
guidance. And, and then you are learning to trust the guidance. That actually is how your, your whole mindset changes about the challenges to know that change and challenges are not your enemy, but they're your friend. They're here to help you grow. And, but, but really learn that trust first, that, that inner, uh, relationship with your with reiki guidance and then when you get that guidance you can act on it but learn to and that helps you to really change that that whole mindset about challenges like i was talking about they're not something goes wrong you go okay how what what can I gain from this? How am I going to learn? I, te- I had to get out of my 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 little box of thought and figure it out, and let it and let my thoughts be guided to oh let's try this, and Reiki will help with that too. Instead of letting it box you, not let it won't box you in, but you will box yourself in. <laughs> yeah, we're good at building boxes. <laughs> Well, guys, is there anything else you'd like to leave the listeners with before we go into our meditation today? Just allow yourself to explore in your mind first. Play it out in your mind. Well, allow Reiki to have that vision. If maybe you're feeling that you need to go to Morocco and live in Morocco, do that in your mind and allow Reiki to play that out in your mind first. So you can just test the waters out. Just rely on Reiki. I guess that's the easiest way to say. Just rely on Reiki. (laughs) Yeah. Once you build that trust, it will all come. I was talking about how I got on the boat in 2018, and I heard this calling. And people would say, what's your plan? How do you plan on on getting on a boat? And I said, I don't have a plan. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I don't have a plan. What do you think you're going to live? What? win the lottery is that a plan i was like no but i just i'm gonna trust that it's gonna happen and as it came about it was like as jay was talking about it was like effortless when it all happened and we even we've got situations here on the boat right now and it's we had a big bill we have to redo our rigging our sailing rigging and it's expensive and we're like what are we going to do and a wind actually tore up something, created some damage. And now we are just getting ready possibly to go back up into Florida and have all of that taken care of by the insurance. Oh my gosh. Amazing. And when it's just allowing Reiki to work it out. And it, it took a while that happened back actually in February. Yeah. Uh, so it, it took us a while to get through all of that, but in the meantime, we've just been enjoying life, but it it's like now all of it's paid for and we don't have to worry about it. It's going to be taken care of. Just It's just pa- and some patience. <laughs> Trust requires some patience that it's going to unfold. <laughs> you make me think, Diane, with politics. I don't really have a plan. I don't know. Am I? Obviously, you're going to try to win the riding, but... Will I? I don't know. I hope so. But however, Reiki just said to do it. So we'll see what it has in mind. And, exactly. Um, yeah. 
I, you don't have to have a plan. In fact, sometimes that gets in the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Really does. You're right. You're, and so you're not worrying about, remember, your our precepts, don't worry. Don't yeah. worry about the future. Yeah. Don't worry about how it's going to happen. Just, you just yeah. allow, you know, allow and just for today, just you know. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, you guys. You've given us so much to think about. And I'm just going to invite you to stay and, and we'll move into a meditation together to help people um, embrace their inner nomad. Okay. So I'm just going to invite everyone to make yourselves comfortable. You can sit or lie down if you'd like. Close your eyes, take a deep breath, and just bring your hands into Gasho, activating your Reiki energy. And just feel the air that you breathe, filling your lungs. And on every exhale, release any tension or stress you may be feeling. And let's set an intention for this meditation. I invite Reiki to guide me in embracing my inner nomad and adventurer to explore the uncharted territories of my soul. Placing your hands comfortably on your body, wherever you feel guided, I invite you to imagine of the warm glowing light of Reiki above your head. This light is soothing and full of love and healing. Just visualize it gently descending upon you and enveloping you in a cocoon of peace and comfort. And we're going to take a journey through the elements today Starting with earth, just feeling the energy of earth grounding you like the roots of a tree, moving deeply into the earth and embrace the stability and strength you feel here. Embrace the energy of water, the element of water, just imagining the flow of water, symbolizing adaptability and fluidity, as Diane has demonstrated. Just let it wash away any fears and doubts, cleansing your spirit. Embrace the element of fire, holy fire. Just feel the warmth of the fire element, igniting your passion and courage to embark on new adventures.
Now the element of air, it makes me think of the clean, crisp mountain air at the equator that you're experiencing, Jay. Just breathe in the freshness of that air, filling you with new ideas, dreams, and possibilities. As you bask in this energy, visualize yourself as a nomad, an adventurer, a soul free to explore and experience. See yourself walking on new paths with each step filled with curiosity and wonder, adventure, childlike wonder. Just allow Reiki to reinforce your inner strength and resilience, and let's let our minds wander for a few minutes together. As we ask where Reiki would lead us.
We give thanks to Reiki for this journey and this conversation and we send our Reiki blessings to Jay and Diane as we appreciate their courage and their their sharing with us. I invite you to gently start to bring your awareness back to the present, just wiggling your fingers and toes, taking a deep breath, bringing your attention to your eyes, slowly open your eyes and come back. You've now embraced your inner nomad and adventurer. I invite you to carry this spirit with you as you continue your day open to the endless possibilities that life offers. Thank you for being here today and thank you for being the beautiful light you are in the world. Namaste and thank you Jay and Diane. I appreciate you. (laughs) Take care everyone. Until next week. (laughs) Bye.